please take some time to visit my Patreon page. You can do that at www.patreon.com slash Zervinator. This is the simplest way to help support the show. The money will help support studio costs, website costs, and help provide even more content, including behind the scenes of making music and podcasts, and bonus shows and bonus music for the patrons. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. This is a Zerbinator Land production. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Look It, an audio trip down memory lane, toys, trends, and turntables from the days of then. Tonight I have my special guest with me, Mr. Mark David Little, to speak with me about television's greatest writers. Tonight's episode is titled Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. Mark David Little, how are you doing, my good, 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 overly awesome friend? I am fine. Thank you so much, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm so excited to have you here. For those who don't know, Mark David Little happens to know Sal Sal, Bab Shermack, Dick Bo, uh, Frenotner, all of them personally. <laughs> and f- I have met them. Yes. It's awesome. I'm so glad that you got to meet them. And, uh, and those people can be heard at the Please Stand By podcast. And um, and Mark David Little basically is their producer, uh, director. What are you? I'm their handler. Their handler. Their handler. Yeah. Their handler. It's hard to get all of them into one room at the same time, but yes, I'm their handler. He's also in charge of the Atari Lynx Handicast. That's right. And Thanks. and two tunes at tubetunes.net. Please check it out. It's all available for your ears and highly suggested. Um, very educational, and it's one of my favorite shows as well. Welcome to the Lucket Podcast, where all your dreams come This is the show that takes you back, shows you around, and reminds you of the good old days. Now here's your host, Zerbinigger. How are you? Wait, you already told me how you're doing. I just, I'm so glad you're coming along for this exciting episode. Thank you. Well, I've been looking forward to getting back into podcasting, especially with you. Thank you. Because you're so much fun. God bless you. And that shows every time you guys do Please Stand By. It's just great. Thank you. They're, that's the best podcast on the air, period, bar none. Thank you so very much, and I really, I really do enjoy it. it. It's uh, at least 35% your fault as well, so thank you very much for <laughs> jumping in there. Ferg and I, we do what? What would that math be? That would be 20 and 70%. So, so that makes <laughs> okay. So that makes you. Is this that Singapore math yeah, that you've been talking about? Yeah, come up about? to one hundred and five percent because of you. And I. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. I just said that to show I realized my mathematical mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame people for their mistakes, but I do ask that they pay for them. <laughs> uh, you know, I can breathe now a little bit because I've been so busy lately. Uh, got so much going on this year. Uh, Lizzie, my wife, crashed her car. Yeah earlier this year. So I gave her my Prius because she wanted it. And I bought a new Miata convertible as part of my 60th birthday gift to myself at Lizzie's insistence. I can tell because of your face, you look like Ricardo Montalban. Rich Corinthian leather. (laughs) That's, that's what, and I'm not saying your face looks like rich Corinthian leather at all. But (laughs) Well, it might in a few years. Now, how is Lizzie doing from the car crash? Good? 
She she was not hurt, God. but the car was pretty much totaled. So thank God uh, she was actually able to drive it home, and then it just wouldn't work anymore. So so uh, we ended up getting that, getting rid of that, and I got the Miata, and I've been driving driving it like crazy. I just love it. It's and, a lot of well, fun. Happy birthday on the sixtieth. That's awesome. Yeah, you know back yeah. well back in the uh, the fourteen hundreds that was never heard of. Oh, I, right. People didn't live not that at long. All, so you beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yes, I did. You're going to bleep that yeah, later, right? So. <laughs> okay, I hope so too. Uh, plus, I've been busy at work. Um, this is a busy time for me. I'm a property manager, so mm-hmm. it's just busy. Yeah. I've been able to shed five pounds of winter fat. I've still got a long way to go, but I'm working on it. Yeah. And I just finished exhibiting my displays at the Vintage Computer Festival Southeast 7.0 this past weekend. So I am really worn out, but. I've gotten over the hump now, yeah. which is why I can do this show and many others, hopefully. And, oh, of course, I've been busy with Atari Lynx Handicast, but I'm about three months late <laughs> on one of my episodes. So that will be coming out this month. It will be for Clax. Awesome. Clax. I love saying that, Clax. Also, I painted my bathroom. That's important. <laughs> yes, I painted it, yeah. It, it, as a total non-sequitur, yes. I have a new episode of Clax coming out, and I painted my bathroom. Is that the title? Which is a no. sentence you probably never heard no. anybody say before. You no, know? I've heard about so. having the Clax in the bathroom. <clears throat> oh, okay, but not yeah. That yeah. Um, I have yeah, to tell so. you that I saw a video of the the uh, festival, the Southeast Seven Point Oh. Oh, did you? Yes, yeah, somebody who either hosted the event or had something to do with the event posted a video, and there was a, a smidgen of you in there. Talking to somebody, yeah. I wish there was more. Yeah, that was John Gidry, uh, I think, did the video. Was it about 15 minutes yes. long? Yeah, that was his video. And for whatever reason, he started recording after he passed my display. <gasps> and I don't think that was intentional because he's a good friend of mine, and he collects the same thing I do, yeah. uh, TI-99-4As. But he just happened to start on the corner next to me yeah. and then moved all the way around the, the entire showroom and then... I guess he ran out of tape by the time he got back around to me. So, and that's fine. I don't mind. Now you know me. Everybody's it seen a it before. Hokey. I think the fact that you both do the same thing, he's a little jealous because obviously you got a superior knowledge of what's going on. No, I really don't have superior knowledge. I just have more stuff, maybe. But uh, he's more into the modern upgrades, and I've got the old hardware. And you know, I'm, I'm sure he just thought he had already recorded it when he got back around to our. Our side of the room. Did, and that's fine. Did the Old Testament and New Testament ever get along? Let's see. There were <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There's the New Testament and the Used Testament. Oh. Used Testament. I know. No, that's, that's not yeah. <laughs> I forget. Uh, let's see. There's I have four the book, but it's in German because it's from my grandmother. So it's in German. Oh, I have a German Bible. Zerbi is a German name, isn't yep. it? Ah. Yep. German, weirdly Welsh, and, uh, and then I'm Irish on my mom's side. And uh, so... Well, that's the best part. And then, so that I, so I have a little I bit am. of Scott in me, which is why uh, <laughs> I dance funny and like to wear dresses, and th- <laughs> and I love it. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes, mm. if you you know, when you wear a dress, yeah, you know, sometimes you get the clacks. So oh. <laughs> you have to watch out for that. Shower regularly. Well, how have you been doing, Kevin? I haven't talked to you in a month of Sunday. My <laughs> my daughter's getting wedding. 
<laughs> She's getting married. She's getting and wedding. Okay. Well, May twenty fifth. Is it like bed wedding? No, what kind of no, wedding no, no. Is it? It's uh, she is continent, which is great because she's getting married. <laughs> it's good because she probably lives on a continent. She right? lives on yeah. a continent, and she is continent. Good. And, um, good. And when's the happy day? May twenty fifth. And oh, that's coming out. I'm doing DJing and uh, the father of the bride at the same time. All right. So I got an that is over great. the neck wiki wiki machine that I can walk with her with, you know. And oh, cool. No, I'll just be doing all the introductions and then the, the music changes and everything. And I figured out a way to do it. When I do the Please Stand By show, I take my Samsung Galaxy Tab 2, and all the sound effects for mm-hmm. the show are in there. And you've been on before with some of the live shows, and you see I press the buttons mm-hmm. as we go. So I figured, yeah. get another um, SD card, which is what I did. I bought a new SD card, put it uh-huh. in there, and I've been programming all the songs for, like, the wedding uh, dance, the first dance with the mom, the first dance with the father, first dance together, and all that, and programming Aww. different songs in that category. Or, or whatever category it is, and I'm just going to use it like uh-huh. a soundboard, and that's the way I'm going to do it. And you're going to have the sound effects, too. Of the, There'll be fart uh, noises you know. and um, <laughs> just things when things are... I wasn't really, going to say... Oh, no, it'd be great. If there's, especially during the Mother Sundance... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That'll just totally rip it up. They'll be playing oh, something goodness. something nice, like I uh, Want to Stay Home oh. by Jellyfish or something, and then they're... <laughs> You know, and they'll both look at each other like, okay. It'd be great. <laughs> Don't forget to put Sarah's laugh in there. Yes, somewhere. I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is the wedding going to be? It's is it going to be very close to live? you, actually. Um, you're in oh. Carolina or Tennessee, I forget. Uh, neither. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. I knew that was coming. Uh-huh. That's okay. No, okay. it isn't. Everybody makes that mistake. I do a lot, and there's no point. Well, look at that. It's great. <laughs> so where, where is the wedding? Um, it's Abington, Virginia, on the border of Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Wow, that's really nice. It's a drive. Oh, I wish I could come up and see you guys. Uh, bless you. That would be great. We're going down on the 24th. The wedding's the 25th. Then we head up to Garrett County, Maryland to see my mom. And then that's, ah. uh, that's I think, a seven, six or seven hour trip from where we are. And then we mm-hmm. do a 10 hour trip back up here to Connecticut. So it's going to be a very long time with me and just the wife in the car. And I'm sure we're just going to have nothing but pleasant conversation. <laughs> And uh, and fart noises and whatever noises can come <laughs> yes, from that. Exactly. Well, good. I'm I'm sure it'll be. Great. I'm looking so forward to it. Yeah. God. Oh, but you're not going to cry at the wedding. No. Are you? Of course. Yes, you I are. will. I I will cry. <laughs> I'm positive. I will. You're an emotional guy. I yeah. know. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with that. But okay. hey, Mark, do you want to talk a little bit about how we got to know these two gentlemen? That we're about to discuss tonight, Mr. Joe Connolly and yeah, Bob Mosher. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I know Connolly and Mosher's work from uh, the Munsters mm-hmm. more than from Leave it to Beaver. Because when I was growing up, I was growing up in uh, rural Alabama and Mobile, Alabama. And for whatever reason, they didn't rerun Leave it to Beaver. Oh, that's rude. Uh, where I lived. So I never saw the show until really I was an adult. Uh, but I saw the Munsters because the Munsters started in 64 and I was... Alive in 64, <gasps> as we now know. <clears throat> they didn't even yeah. have people back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We, ha- we, we didn't have TV. We had stones and rocks and, you know, that we lived in caves and stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, in 1964, uh, I was five years old and I was already watching TV. And if it was early enough in the evening, I was watching evening TV. And the Munsters, I think, came on at 630 or something. That's awesome. And so I remember that. 
that show very well when it was still running originally. So I didn't have to wait for the reruns. Yeah. And then later on, I saw Leave it to Beaver. So uh, that's how I know them. Uh, and, of course, I loved the Munsters. I, I was really more of an Adams Family guy, but I loved the Munsters, too. You know, you got to be one or the other, but I kind of like them both. Yeah. I was yeah. I was hooked on the Munsters immediately as a kid. I, mm-hmm. That's the reason I got into Frankenstein, I think, more than Frankenstein itself. I had no clue about a Frankenstein movie. I was a kid, and I saw the Munsters. And I didn't get the correlation of, you know, werewolf, Dracula, oh. and all that. I thought that was just characters, not movies. I thought that was some story from long ago. And huh. these guys are just betraying them. And and I was about the same age when I started getting into it, about five, six years old, watching it mm-hmm. on uh, Channel 20. Because Channel 20 had all of the, quote-unquote, antenna TV shows, you know, where you could see all this the oldies. This is in Connecticut, yes? No, this is, is down this in Washington, in... D.C. where I In, in Washington, in, in, okay. In, Arlington, Virginia, where I grew up. Okay. And they had reruns of the of the Munsters, probably in the afternoons, right? It was in the afternoons, if we were lucky, Stripped. sometimes before school in the morning, depending on the channel oh. that we were watching. Uh, <laughs> Leave it to Beaver was something that would come on TBS later on in life. I did, and mm. Same, same mm-hmm. as you, I didn't see Leave it to Beaver until like uh, 12, 13, 14 years old. And mm-hmm. by this time we had cable, so... You know, I could see it quite often. And I remember Robin Williams saying something about Hugh Beaumont being the most sweetest dad on the planet, but I never knew who Hugh Beaumont was. Hmm. And then I finally saw Leave it to Beaver, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I swear to you, even before this episode, last night at work, when you get back to the building that I work at, I'll leave out what I do for a living, just in case you already know, then you know. But if you don't, too bad. You should have listened to other shows. (laughs) But when you get back to the building... You knock on the door and then they say, who is it? Because of where I work. And I normally mm-hmm. come up with, you know, hey, it's me, Bing. I'm just wondering if you're behind the door. <laughs> and the guy that I work with, Pete, knows who it is immediately. But last night I said, it's me, Hugh Downs. Open the door, Beeve. <laughs> Hugh Downs. <laughs> I'm sending you down, damn it! That's okay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's me, Hugh Beaumont. Open the door, Beeve. And he laughed. Hugh Beaumont sounds a lot like Bing. It sure does, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. They were both decent men, probably. Off subject, really quick, but I'm leaving this in the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that the reason people talk the way they did, especially from 19, I'll say as late as 1948 until 19, probably 62, is because there was one teacher who helped teach acting that that helped... 90% 90% of the actors in theater and on television, and that's why they all talked the way they did. So they, he had an accent, I guess, he that, had or, a, or a way of talking. A way of talking, and that's the reason. And I wish I remembered his name. I heard this on another podcast or something on TV. Huh. And that's the reason 90% of the movies you see from Gone with the Wind all the way up to like West Side Story. You're going to hear this type of acting. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be back when I can. And it's because that's the way the person spoke, and he tried to get things across a certain way. And they all talk like that. How about even, that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, even people that aren't even actors. I mean, I have a, um, a CD from Jerry Lewis's uh, uh, phone pranks. And one of the women who answers the phone was listening to this person talk, and they're going, yes, yes, I completely understand. And, and oh. it's because of that. I have no clue where this person was from. I cannot remember the person's name to save my life, but it's such a cool p- bit of trivia to know that that's the main yeah. reason everybody talk like this, like the 
the uh, calla lilies are in bloom again, you know, instead of, you know, isn't that cool? I just love kings and popes and calla lilies. <laughs> exactly. Norman, look at the loons. <laughs> or would you rather just suck face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad nobody can see this. Yeah, I hope <clears throat> your wife is not close. No, she is in the other Thank room. goodness. <laughs> yes, I've sequestered her. Yes, That's what I do with mine. So. She's locked away. Oh, I don't lock it. I just sequester. Oh, it's it's a nicer word. So what I'm doing is illegal. Uh, well, I don't know if it's illegal, but I don't. It depends on what you do after the show is over, or it depends on who finds out. You probably should cut this part out then. <laughs> I think I might if I remember. Uh, you might. Um. Anyway, no, I did not know yeah. that about the uh, the. So was it, it? It's an accent and a way of talking. Not it's, just it was an accent, and then it was the proper way to speak is what this person was teaching. But the accent that he had, he or she, I'm not even positive. I'm not even positive what the gender was. Well, I I know I'd heard things about a mid Atlantic accent that was a that was pretty prominent when broadcasting started on radio right. back in the twenties. And that would be the same kind of accent that Catherine Hepburn would have picked up affected. On. And a lot of announcers and voiceover announcers and news readers would have used that accent. And But I didn't know it was from one person. Yeah. And that may be just a corollary to what this other person actually taught everybody uh, about the way to talk. I'd, it's called a mid-Atlantic accent, and you don't hear it too no. much anymore. And when you think about the days of then and the, and the golden era and all mm. that, that accent mm-hmm. comes into play. And it's uh, it's quite startling, but I, I wish I researched it before I even thought about bringing it up, but I had to because of something else we did there with the sounds, my voice or something. Oh, yeah, but yeah. at the end of The Munsters during the the ending credits and I loved that song so I had to hear the whole thing mm-hmm. I always saw their names and then one fine mm-hmm. day I was watching Leave it to Beaver later on and I noticed hey there they are again these guys yeah. write all the shows that were so darn awesome back in the day uh huh uh-huh. how did this happen good. so I figured they deserved their own show yes they so did. what I would like to do is go down a little bit of history of both of these fine gentlemen I gave you Joe Connolly because you can read and I can't <laughs> and I took the very short, short life of Mr. Bob Mosher. God bless him. It was a short life, wasn't it? was a very it? short life. But please. Wow. Well, Joe Connolly was born in 1917 and he died in 2003. So he had a nice long yes, life. Yes, he did. Uh, he was almost 86. Uh, he worked in radio first and he was best known for his work on the Amos and Andy show in the radio. Yep. During the ra- not during the radio, yes. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, but he also worked on, uh, when he first got into television, he worked on a few shows, one of which I've never seen called Meet, Meet Mr. McNutley. Never heard of it. Which is Ray Milland. Ah. Uh, Ray Milland was a very big movie actor. And when he made his splash into television, as so many movie actors did uh, to begin with back in the early days, I think this was in 52 or so, he was in this show. It only lasted a season. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Then after that, he um, he did Leave It to Beaver. Oh, wait, wait, he did the Frank Morgan show. Now, do you know who Frank Morgan is? Frank Morgan is not related to Freeman, so no. <laughs> no, not related. <laughs> no, what about that damn DVD? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Yes, mm. just just go ahead and give me a guess on the damn DVD. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do it like you I can. You, you've got Morgan you. Freeman. No, you've got Morgan Freeman down pat. Uh, no, um, Morgan, uh, Frank Morgan played the Wizard of Oz in the movie. Oh, for gosh sakes! Yeah, that's right. And so he was. Uh, so he was. He had a sitcom which I didn't even know about or it was i don't know if it was a sitcom or a drama show but anyway joe Connolly and bob mosher worked on it awesome awesome and then then they worked on leave it to beaver which ran i think six seasons from 57 to 63 yep. they also worked on uh ichabod and me okay that needs to be ichabod and i <laughs> well it depends on whether or not it's the subject or a uh, a predicate oh. if you're saying Ich ichabod and i went to the fair mm -hmm. Then it would be I, but if it's um, my, the boy gave the ball to Ichabod and me, okay. then that would be correct. So it depends on the context. But anyway, I had never heard of the show, although I do have the theme on um, Tube Tunes. I think it's on one of my episodes. Please don't ask me which one because I don't. Which know. episode is that? I <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just told I'm you not so to ask sorry. me that. I didn't. I asked you not to ask me that. Ichabod and Me starred Robert Sterling, who was in the TV show Topper. Yes, yes, yes. With, um, with what Leo G. Carroll host to said, go, says Topper. Anyway, so he worked on that. And then they worked on uh, Bringing Up Buddy. Mm -hmm. And then they worked on The Munsters. And after that, they did a show called Pistols and Petticoats which was a Western sitcom, and it only lasted one season. And I remember watching that on the network when it was running. Uh, and I even remembered the theme. I had that theme, too. And I just, I didn't realize that they had done that. Anyway. Me neither. Getting back to Connolly. Sure. He, he worked in the Marines, the Merchant Marines, and then he went to work for J. Walter Thompson. You've probably heard of J. Walter Thompson, uh, the big advertising agency in New York City. And that's where he met Bob Mosher. And they both were copywriters at the advertising agency. Well, Mosher left the agency in 1942, and he moved to Hollywood to write for Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. And you probably know oh, who those Oh, gosh, are. yes. Yes. Completely. Um, He's and a then, dummy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, make sure you tip your waiters and waitresses. Thank you. Uh, anyway, Connolly followed him out to Hollywood, mm -hmm. and they began writing for Frank Morgan and Phil Harris. I don't know if you remember him. Really funny guy. He he was part of Jack Benny's troupe of actors. Yeah, it sounds vaguely and, familiar. In fact, I think um, didn't they do a uh, didn't Warner Brothers do him as a mouse in that uh, one cartoon where Jack Benny was the uh, the mouse that kept on running? Oh, that wouldn't have been Disney. That would have been Warner Brothers. But yes, it might. Did you say no? Disney I said or Warner Brothers. Brothers. You did say the right thing. I I'll take it the out. wrong thing. Now, go ahead. <laughs> no, don't take it out. Why? That's fine. Anyway. You're 60. Um, People think you're going nuts. Yay! <laughs> is, <laughs> is this the bus to the Civic Center? <laughs> I was hoping that was coming, believe it or not. <laughs> Sometimes I tell stories that don't go anywhere. Anyway, uh, Phil Harris used to play a pretty good drunk on the Jack Benny program. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I believe he was on that cartoon uh, that you're talking about. And he was also the voice of Baloo in the Disney movie, The Jungle Book. Oh, I didn't know that at all. The original Jungle Book movie. And that's why probably Disney was in my head. Uh, uh, when you, you said sneaky. <laughs> so they began a 12-year run writing for the Amos and Andy show. 
which included the 1950s TV version of the popular radio show. Right. An interesting thing about that show, the TV show, in 1966, the show had already been over by then, and it was being rerun all the time, you know, in the mornings or afternoons or whatever. Absolutely. And there was a lot of complaints because there are a lot of stereotypical, uh, what we would consider uh, not correct, politically correct, portrayals of black people right in the radio show the characters of amos and andy were played by white actors in the tv show they did get black actors right but it was still considered very uh even by 1966 when the civil rights movement was going on all the time at that point they uh cbs who owned the rights to the show pulled it from syndication because of the negative stereotypes that were dis displayed on the show. Wow. So <clears throat> I remember reading that years ago. And because of that, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of the show. You might be able to find one on YouTube. But uh, generally, the tapes were destroyed or the films were destroyed. Now, I'm wondering, just off of uh, another whim here, if it's possible that that would have been something that Norman Lear would have seen and held as a standard Ooh. in his life. I can't believe that he would not have seen that show as, as I mean, he's in his nineties right. now. And I wonder if he in kept... the fifties when the show ran, yeah. that would have been 65 years ago. He would have been 25 or 30. So I wonder... And he was certainly maybe he was, yeah, maybe he was already working in television by that time too. Yeah. But it's possible that staple, that staple must've stuck with him, especially <clears throat> when he wanted to get his own shows off the ground. I wonder if that type of respect, kicked in the fact that he was going to go ahead and that, do that. That's a very good point. I, always wonder, I never really thought about I, that. I always wonder that in the last five minutes. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it just kind of hit me. It's like, I always wonder if, wondered it in the last five because minutes. Because he's the only person I could think of that actually was bold enough to make uh, an all-black television show that everybody oh, yeah. liked to yeah. watch. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, continuing. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, no, that's okay. Um, the first solo episode, or first solo venture that Connolly worked with um, with Masharon was the uh, anthology series for Ray Milland, uh, which is an experience that taught them, Connolly later said, yeah. to focus on their writing instead of the things that they know. Or to focus their writing instead on things that they know. Mm -hmm. So that's how Leave it to Beaver came to be. That's because awesome. I think Connolly had seven kids and Bob Mosher had two and uh, they really didn't have to look any further than their own houses to uh, get inspiration for the scripts that they wrote for Leave it to Beaver. Uh, Connolly had a 14-year-old son named Jay, and he was the model for Beaver's older brother, Wally. And then he had an 8-year-old son, Ricky, who was the inspiration for Beaver. And the reason, the name came from one of uh, Connolly's Merchant Marine shipmates. Oh, I, I never he knew a, that. He had an, no, I didn't either. That is that was beautiful. Interesting. One of the dirtiest lines ever sh ever spoken on television. Have you ever heard that before? Uh -uh. Ward, I think you were a little hard last night on the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I heard when I was in grade school, probably. And of course, I didn't get it. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, they worked on the show. Hey. Connolly and Masha worked on the show. It was very, very popular. It ran on ABC, then it moved to CBS, I think. And uh, ran for six or seven years. I forget how many exactly. That's awesome. I then love that show. Then they went to the Munsters. Yes. And the Munsters is, of course, the one that I remember the most. Mm. I even have a, a Munsters Poster. book here. Is that a... No, it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. 
That's yeah. a big book. Uh, the Munsters Television's First Family of Fright by Stephen Cox. And they've got some nice pictures in here. Obviously, our viewers at home can't see them. They but, can imagine. Um, there's Connolly there, and Mosher is right there. And there's Hugh Beaumont, and of course, uh, Jerry Mathers and Tony Dow. That is so and awesome. And that's the director. So, yeah, a lot of good information in this Munsters book. So, so uh, anyway, as I said, he died in 2003. Connolly did. And nice. um, lived a nice right. long life. Yeah. He had Alzheimer's at the end of his Aww. life. So uh, I kind of know what that's going, what that is like because my dad's going through that. But Bless uh, him. he lived to be 86 and or 85 and a half and uh, was really well respected in the Hollywood community uh, for his writing skills for you know, when he was teamed up with Bob Mosher. Well, tell us a little bit about Bob Mosher. I surely will. Uh, Bob Mosher is a gentleman that worked with uh, uh, Joe Connolly and did a really good job. <laughs> he was born January 18th, 1915, and unfortunately he passed away in December of 1972. 57 years old, very young. Um, died yeah. in Encino, California. Um, the reason he passed away is that he died of a brain tumor. And... Um, but yeah, he, wow. he as as you stated, uh, they they got to meet um, working together as po- copywriters, mm-hmm. and um, same thing. He he worked on the Amos and Andes, uh, the Meet Mister McNutley's, and the Leave It to Beavers, Ichabod and I, and uh, bringing up Buddy. Bringing up Buddy was about a dog, right? Ah, uh, I don't remember. Let me look that one up. I really can't remember that show either. Bringing up Buddy, it was... Uh, I knew it had Enid Markley because I just looked it up. Who is Enid Markey? Enid Markey is an actor who... Um, actress, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, because she played Aunt Violet Flower. She was in Tarzan of the Apes and The Romance of Tarzan, so she had a thing for the jungle. Oh, And uh, she was okay. born in 1894 and passed away in 1981 when MTV came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. She had a long life, Yeah, she, she did. I probably would recognize her. She's probably a character actress. She's 87 Um, years old. I'll read the description of the show. Making his home with two lovable but wacky maiden aunts, kept investment counselor Buddy Flower pretty busy, and Frank A-Letter played Buddy. One thing I did find out in the Munsters book I've got here is that uh, Conley said later that the writers usually get the bad end of the stick when a show goes into syndication or when it ends and... You know, they don't get much in the way of residuals. But Bob and Joe owned 25% of both the Munsters and the Beaver. So they did pretty well over the years is what he said. Beautiful. Both shows did very well in syndication. And, you know, I think there's something like 250 episodes of Leave it to Beaver because it ran for six or seven years. But the Munsters, there's only 66 episodes. Right. But... Still, they would rerun them every afternoon, you know. You could strip them five days a week and, you know, after 20 weeks, it would be... No, not 20. What's that Singapore math again? Um, I'm good at that. Let's see. Let's see. Five goes into 66... 12. 12, 12 13 weeks. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. 13, that's right. <laughs> you got I, it. I got it. 12, 12 weeks later... You know, they'd rerun them again yep. because it would be, you know, they'd be starting over. Interestingly, the Adams Family had the same exact number of episodes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Planned? Not and planned? What do you think? 
Uh, I think back then they both ran concurrently. They both ran 64 to 66. And I guess the standard number of episodes per season was the same on both ABC and CBS. So I think for whatever reason, I think Star Trek kind of drowned them out because sci-fi was taking over the the horror genre. Uh huh. By '66, um, Batman had just started January of that year, right. and then later that year, Star Trek and Mission Impossible and a lot of superhero and super agent type stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but you know what? I would have loved to have seen is the monsters in color and you can see the movie there was a monsters movie that came out while the show was still in production yeah. called monsters go home and that was in color yep i don't know if you've ever seen it on I youtube saw it when i was it is available 15. on youtube oh it's on you YouTube. can find it on youtube and i've seen it wow i gotta see that again uh but also interestingly the monsters first pilot episode was filmed in color it's only 15 minutes long but it was completely in color. They had a different boy playing Eddie. And a different wife playing the... And a different wife. I've yeah. seen that one, I too. I forget her name. I do, too. And, uh, but it was only 15 minutes long. And the reason they did the color for the pilot was because they were also doing, uh, you know, color tests mm -hmm. for the makeup. Because it was, you know, oh. that I guess they were just checking. But, of course, color back then on TV was still kind of a new thing. In 64, most shows were not in color yet. 65, they really started. So if the show had run longer, it probably would have gone to color. Possibly. I'm glad it didn't, though. It kind of... Yeah, I'm kind of glad it didn't It maintained either. that it, Universal it, Monsters feeling, yeah, you know? Yeah, it really did. And it was a Universal series. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was done by the same company. So, wow. I love it. Anyway. I love it. Love the show. Love the show. Well... And Leave it to Beaver. Loved them both. Uh, when Joe Connolly passed away, he was buried at Culver City's uh, Holy Cross Cemetery. Mosher was a 1937 Susquehanna University graduate. Oh, well, I didn't yes, know that. he was. That's in Pennsylvania, yes? Sure is. <laughs> I guess. The river's there. Unfortunately, there's not too much to learn about um, uh, Mr. Bob Mosher. Uh, no. He, he, Auburn, New York is where he was born. And it goes straight to what he did, the works he did with uh, Joe Connolly, who had a much bigger career, it seems. But uh, Mainly because he lived longer, I, I guess. I guess so. That's a good reason. Although I think after um, Pistols and Petticoats, they kind of retired anyway. Yeah. Uh, which would have been 67, 68, something like that. So, uh, so he only but, lived another four years, you know. and then unfortunately he passed away. Yeah, that is fat. That's sad. Um, God bless him. Here's to you, Bob Mosher and Joe Connolly. You gave us so many laughs over the years. Really, uh, it's inestimable, if I can say that word. You can. Correctly. I've seen it on my toilet paper <laughs> word of the day. Um, <laughs> what what they what you have contributed to the to the uh, writing community back in the fifties and sixties. So here's to you and guys. Here's to you guys on my end because of your decency and and shows that have a a. A good, honest core point and moral standard that we've lost. And I apologize yeah. on behalf of the human race in the future. Yeah. Thank you guys for trying. Here, here, here. Uh. Uh. Yeah, that's the stuff. <sighs> so thank you again for jumping in on another uh, wonderful idea. You know what we should do next after me no, talking about it? We, we need next? to do something on the Munsters. Oh, just the show. Just the show, The Munsters. I would love that. Would you please come back for a look at in the future on The Munsters? 
Uh huh. I certainly God bless will. you. That'd be great. I think that'd be fun. So, from both of us here in the shiny, shiny studio, KMAX Studios, right here in the heart of Connecticut, in association with El Georgina. <laughs> you got it right. I did. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the border of New Mexico and Mississippi. <laughs> Um, uh, thank you so very much for joining me. Thank you for having You're me. You're very welcome. Really enjoyed thank it. Thank you. And uh, join us next time when we talk about the days of then. Please visit serbinator.wordpress.com. Visit Serbinator Land on Facebook and Twitter. All shows available in iTunes, Stitcher. RSS Download and Google Play. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.